0: welcome to the fuck saving face podcast where we're empowering mental and emotional health for asian americans and beyond by breaking through taboo topics life may not always be pretty but it is indeed beautiful let's make your story beautiful today something different because my computer my laptop totally went kaput and so now it's being repaired so i'm using another laptop i tend to get laptops sent to me all the time from different clients who i work with so i have several in stock actually (laughs) so we'll see if this is going to create the same kind of sound quality as the previous episodes but we are now in season three And I wanted to update you that we've applied for a Google Podcasts uh, kind of intensive scholarship training. We've applied for a Berkeley um, Center for Greater Good about intellectual humility. And we're doing all of these things to really encourage that this podcast continues to grow and that it reaches the right ears and opens up hearts and minds. And so if you'd like to support We would love your support. You can go to fucksavingface.com, that's fuck without the U, and make a contribution there. You can send me money on Cash App, which you will hear at the end of this episode, and um, I've been turning that Cash App into Bitcoin, so, you know, all sorts of exciting things that are coming our way, so... This week's episode is going to be about more of that personal sharing that so many of you have said that you love. I wanted to announce that I will also be speaking at the Vincent Lugo Park in San Gabriel on Saturday, May 7th from 4 to 7 p.m., where we will be having a block party and a community rally. It's called Compassion and SGV Presents Block the Hate. And it's an opportunity to really just amplify Asian Americans um, in the area and all surrounding just about the different issues that we face, the different challenges, and different opportunities for growth and support and connection. So I hope that if you are in town, you will come join us. There is an Eventbrite link in the episode so that you can sign up. Tickets are free and it'll be a wonderful opportunity to meet you if you've been a listener and you are in the LA area. What else has been going on? So I was talking with my partner the other day and we were getting ready to do an early morning workout. It's kind of our mental health sanity check. And one of the things that came up during our conversation is the fact that I used to live in my parents' car. So he kind of looked at me, he paused and he's like, wait, what? I didn't know this about you. I'm like, yeah, when we were in junior high, when I was in junior high, you know, my parents, their business was about 45 minutes away. So we lived in West L.A., which they purposely chose to live there so that we could assimilate with the white people. And yet they drove 45 minutes each way, if not more. My dad was like the human Thomas guide. You could ask him about any street. This is before GPS and before Google Maps and all that kind of stuff. And I could tell him, hey, I'm stuck in a little bit of traffic on this freeway. And he could navigate me street by street to get to where it is that I needed to go. But, you know, he just went throughout all of LA and Orange counties to work with his construction business. And so my parents also had an aquarium store and the aquarium store was in Roland Heights and they would drive, you know, if you've ever been in LA traffic, it is a fucking monster. So I don't know how they were able to bear it, but they did this every single day. And they had four children in tow. And so I'm the eldest, and at that time I was in junior high, and I'm nine years in age difference to my youngest brother. So they would cart us all around, and they would bring us from place to place. So I would go with my parents during the summers, especially when we didn't have school, and we would go to different warehouses, different fish suppliers, different providers, you know, scooping out fish, helping to bag the fish, helping to pick up supplies, going to outdoor vendors, going to... Home Depot with my dad. And they were so exhausted by the end of the day that we would just pull up into the warehouse where my dad stored all of his construction tools. And we would take that Toyota minivan, that 1980s Toyota minivan, put down the seats, put down some sleeping bags, pass out there. Then we would kind of do this towel shower in the bathroom because there was not a full shower in this warehouse. It was just an office, you know, strip mall essentially so it was just a normal bathroom sink and then we would clean ourselves off and my parents would drive us all the way back to West LA to go to school drop us off and then repeat and so I hated the summers if we weren't in summer school then we had to be carted around we didn't get opportunities to do camp or to play or anything like that that I do for my daughter now and then also you know we were exhausted like these are some pivotal developmental years and we are sitting there late at night Cold in the warehouse, sleeping, you know, amidst sawdust and just tools everywhere, power tools, all of that kind of stuff. Um, aquariums, stands that were half built, uh, all the things. And with my parents arguing like crazy with each other, they were suffering from extreme financial hardship. So all of this time was so chaotic. And I remember reading Trevor Noah's book, and he—it's his memoir—and he describes how he used to have to live in the cars that his stepdad had at this car repair shop, this auto repair shop. And it just brought me back immediately to what that was like to trying to get comfortable to just being so uncomfortable. I remember getting my period when I was at this warehouse and not knowing what to do because, you know, not only did I not have those kinds of conversations with my parents, but there were no supplies. I was the eldest, so I'd be there with my siblings trying to figure out how to play in a gravel parking lot when you know my parents were just running around what felt like with their heads cut off just trying to get to the next day and get to the next day during that time it also because there was no kitchen there was no where for them to cook for us they would take us to chinese restaurants and try to feed us and so we got very accustomed to eating out and so in retrospect i think about my grandmother's cooking and how we just didn't really fully appreciate it. Uh, When I see photos or old VHS tapes of that time, I think about all that heart and that love and that cooking. And I just wanted spaghetti or, you know, just trying to figure out life at that time. And I find something that's really interesting to me now is that there are moments that I found myself in the last day or two, especially when I've been really overwhelmed because on top of having a marketing and branding agency, One of my former clients asked me to come on full time and because of the offer of equity and health insurance benefits for my daughter and all of these other wonderful perks and just simply because they're a unicorn of a company in which I just love everybody who I work with and all of the work that they do also doing that in addition to this podcast, in addition to having the little book of Tibetan rites and rituals coming out through Ulysses Press, and then now me pitching out my memoir. So there's just plenty of things going on. And I'm also a divorced parent, which means that 50% of my time is spent being a single parent and just doing everything on my own, not really having extended family. I have an amazing community of other moms around, and I'm so blessed and grateful for that. But at the end of the day, it's me and her. And so when... I find myself exhausted, I realize that I start to get very angry and I start to get angry at the fact that I am supremely good at being able to be there for the other people in my life. I have a deep intuitive sense that was actually deepened by this neuroscience intensive that I completed a couple of weeks ago. And I was able to just rewire a lot of, um, kind of let go of a lot of old traumas, to show up with a no bullshit attitude, to be unapologetic in how I am now, to reframe my parenting style with my daughter, all of these really amazing, great things that have happened. And because of the way that your brain works, and because of the neural mapping and the circuitry, it will just continue to build new neural networks. So over the next year, as was explained to me, it's going to be an upward trajectory, this arc of me becoming more and more amplified of who I'm meant to be and along the process, you know, there's still things that I need to shed. So I find that one of the things that I need to shed right now is this anger and this frustration because when I get to the sense of being a bit tired and, you know, maxed out, What I think about is that I never got a childhood, that I never had an opportunity to just kick back, to trust that anybody else had my back, to know that the adults in my life were capable and qualified to take care of me. And I never had that confidence in them. And so because of that, it feels a a bit like I was shortchanged and it's not fair that I didn't get this opportunity. So because from here where I stand now, moving forward into my life, there's not going to be that. There's not going to be this opportunity for me to kick back because I'm the only of my life. Um, I'm going to VCon in Minneapolis in May and we're going to be, my business mentor and I are launching, we've launched actually, our NFT branding and marketing agency. But we're going to be there to network, to learn, to just be in the space, this burgeoning web three space. And it's really exciting. In addition to all of that, um, there's just the sense that, you know, I won't I will only continue to evolve into more and more leadership and impact roles, and I'm not going to devolve, and I'm also, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, like the only way that you can feel empowered in your life and not a victim is to know that you have full, 100% radical responsibility for everything that happens, whether or not it's happening to you or because of you, you take full responsibility for that. And so because of that, I know that adulting is hard. I know that there are so many other people who have it way harder than I do or that, you know, no one, just adulting is hard. (laughs) And so because of this, I'm not playing a victim mentality, but I can see just how angry I am that I never had that reserve to pull from, that I didn't have a well of joyful, abundant you know, relaxed times. I grew up in severe scarcity, deep fear, deep anxiety about whether or not our phone lines were gonna get it cut off, our electricity, whether or not we were going to be able to become, you know, what my parents were going to build if they were gonna make it through because they were constantly arguing with one another. And then when they weren't doing that, they were arguing with me, at me, coming at me or my siblings. Um, It was just a really messy time. And so I feel like one of the things that I'm growing into and I'm moving into my 44th year, which as Chinese superstition would have it, not the luckiest of numbers, but according to my Vedic astrology, my, uh, you know, different charts and whatnot, it's only going to get better from here, which I believe and I feel in my heart. So all of that is to say is that being human is a mixed up, messy kind of experience. And so if you are like me and you grew up as a child of immigrants with a lot of these similar stories, just know that you're not alone. And no, I full on feel so much uh, appreciation, I guess, gratitude that it's made me who I am because I feel like I'm able to accomplish so much more. And my resilience and my resolve are unparalleled. Um I I know that I'll figure it out. I know that I'll get it taken care of, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with these pepperings of frustration or isolation or upset uh at a past that I can't change and instead just figuring out how to be human, be open and honest and authentic, express myself as best as I know how and move forward with getting my needs met. So right now I find myself feeling challenged and struggling. And this is not just um, something that, you know, I've observed, it's actually been reflected back to me by different practitioners of astrology, holistic practitioners, um, reading my, for example, my network chiropractor, reading all the scans from the way that my autonomic nervous system works, all of these things of me being very in tune and very aware of what other people need and being able to provide that. It served me very well in life and in business. And yet, when it comes to my turn, that it's extremely challenging. Um, it I've had someone say, like it feels like you are repeating yourself or that you're using words, but people don't seem to fully grasp the gravity of what it is that you're trying to express to them when you are in need. And that's exactly been my experience, which I have to tell you, it's also super frustrating because I'm a writer. My whole entire life is built upon words. I very much know how to express what other people's sentiments are and even my own sentiments um, when I need to express them. And yet there's some sort of disconnect that's happening between what it is that I am trying to convey and the weight at which it lands so that other people understand what it is that I'm trying to say. And so right now in my growth opportunity, I'm learning how to... Better express that and get those needs met and better understand myself to get those needs met. So all of this is just to share that there is so much growing for each and every one of us and our growing isn't going to look like anybody else's. So you may have heard or you may hear in future episodes, the different guests that I bring on, a lot of them have also shared that like this is one narrative any movie that you watch, any story that you read, it's one narrative. And you may resonate very, very much with that narrative, but it's still just one perspective and one view. So when I was teaching yoga and I was able to interview someone about Diksha, which is this method and path towards enlightenment, they were saying that however many people there are on this planet, that is how many paths to enlightenment there are. So I used to think it was this path that seemed to resonate with me the most or this teacher who figured this out with similar life experiences or this ethos or ideology or approach But you are going to continue to evolve and your consciousness now won't be what it is in the future. It's already changed from what it was in the past. So it's up to you to become a master of your own life and that I always believe life is an upward moving spiral so that it gives me the opportunity to have grace and compassion for myself when I find myself hitting upon similar lessons. I remind myself that it is not the same even if it feels similar inside of me, I'm approaching it. With a different level of awareness that I didn't have before. And so, ideally, as I continue to refine, I won't come across those same exact or similar lessons anymore, but instead I will evolve and grow into something else. And so, I hope that this whole episode today was just to help you normalize whatever it is that you're going through, to encourage you to seek the help that you need. One of the conversations that I've been having with my partner is I'm fully aware that he is not the be all and an end all of my support system, and that we still have different learning as two people coming together, creating a dynamic, and that I have other people in my life, many, many other people in my life, and I've always been really resourceful in knowing who to go to for what. Sometimes I wish it could be a catch-all one person can do all of these things, but instead I know that if I'm feeling challenged in this area of my life, then I'm going to need to go here. If I'm feeling challenged in this area of my life, then I'm going to need to go there. And so I Hope that you actively participate in your own healing, that you understand that the more questions that you ask, the more answers you will find, and that will lead you to the next thing and to the next thing and to the next thing. And so it may not be that on your quest and your path, you find exactly the solution right away, but you keep on looking and you keep on going and you keep on growing. So that is what I have to share with you today. We have more exciting interviews to come. We have more mindfulness episodes to come as well. Um, I've been loving Brain FM as an app. It makes meditations feel like they're going by so fast and it's using binaural beats and science to really kind of tap into your brain pathways with what it is that you need. So there's different things like focus when you need to focus on work or creativity or sleep or whatever it is. So for me right now, I know that with the level of energy and charge that I'm feeling around certain things and also the need to just kind of relax and find some quiet that I'm going to go move my body and I'm going to exercise and then I'm going to slow it all down and find some mindfulness for me. I hope that you were able to do the same to get the support that you need to continue to become who you are meant to be. Remember that I've always said that I believe hurt people hurt people, so to help heal the world, we can stop hurting ourselves and stop perpetuating any intergenerational trauma or create the kind of legacy that we would like to leave behind and uh, be the people that we want to be to make the greatest impact. And when I say greatest impact, I don't mean that you need to be shouting from a platform one act of kindness can create the most remarkable ripple effect. So I hope that you are able to find your own center in your own space. And I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. Want to support this podcast? You can do so in crypto. If you'd like to send your dollars, aka fiat currency, to me via the Cash App, which uses a super fast lightning network, I can convert it into Bitcoin. You can find me on the Cash App by typing in dollar sign Judy Tsui. That's T-S-U-E-I. But if you'd actually like to send me direct cryptocurrencies, email me at hello at fucksavingface.com and we can exchange crypto wallet addresses. More ways you can support the podcast are by sharing this with your friends, family, anybody you think might enjoy this. And remember to go get your copy of the little book of Tibetan Rites and Rituals at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Audible, or wherever you like to get your books. Make your story beautiful today.